Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the Hockey News Podcast. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Hockey News Podcast. I'm Stephen Ellis, joined here by Ken Campbell. You've obviously been gone quite a bit the last few weeks. Yeah, well, it's great to be back. Uh, Mm -hmm. Great to be here. Yeah, how was the weather? (laughs) Terrific. Good. And uh, Ryan Kennedy, as always. Uh, Are you guys excited for the NHL draft? Oh yeah, yeah. So you guys—it's both... your Christmas morning. It is. This is Ryan. This is Ryan Kennedy's Christmas morning. This yeah, is his I think that's... Christmas, Easter, and birthday all wrapped up into one. That's right. Time to get to the presents. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun time of year. Of teams are going to see what their future is, and uh, kind of we've been all looking at this the whole year. We obviously had the the draft preview issue, and uh, today we're going to look at uh, kind of a mock draft. We're going to look at maybe what each team's going to pick um, heading into the draft. So the format is going to work this way. So Ryan's going to go first. I'm going to go second. Ken's going to go third, and we're just going to keep rotating for teams in that way. So with the first overall pick, New Jersey Devils, I wonder who you're going to pick. Yes, I'm going to go with Jack Hughes from the U.S. National Team Development Program. Simply put, this is the perfect choice for the Devils. It gives them a one-two punch down the middle of Hughes and Nico Heischer for the next decade, at least I would think. And this is a guy that just, he does everything fast. He has a ton of skill. And I still think there is some potential to be reached, even though he is already so advanced. So New Jersey comes away very happy with that pick. And with that, the New York Rangers are going to pick Capocacco, and I think this is a pretty easy one. Uh, I do have a question for you about that in a second. But when you look at a guy we like... Stan Bowman next? Who <laughs> exactly. picking next? Buddy. Pretty much, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Capocacco, we saw how great he could be at the World Championships. He had a good under-18s. He kind of proved himself this year. He went out and broke records set by Alex Barkov against men. This is a big guy who's very strong on the puck. He put up a lot of points in pro hockey, and I think he'll adjust very well. Now, the one thing that was mentioned, uh, you wrote about it in a blog once, how... Jack Hughes is the number one prospect, but a lot of people bring up um, how good Capo Caco was this year and breaking records and right, such. Yeah. But you also pointed out that Caco was out there breaking, or Hughes was out there breaking records alone in the U.S. national development. Yeah, exactly. You want to talk about records? He's broken every offensive record that the U.S. NDTP has. And, you know, I mean, there's guys that have played in that program that are going to be in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. you want to talk about breaking records? He he, he broke his fair, fair share of records, too. And, and I might add, you know, I mean, the competition against the US NDTP from the USHL is way better now than it was even 10 oh, 15 sure. years ago yeah. right so these guys are playing against really good players so he's mm-hmm. not he's not racking up points against you know you know St. Mary's grade school here he's <laughs> he's putting up points against legitimate junior you know developed players so yeah, yeah absolutely and speaking of uh, Stan Bowman you do have the number three yeah. pick which is the hardest pick in the entire draft I'd have to say yeah uh, w- uh, the Chicago Blackhawks would first like to congratulate the St. Louis Blues <laughs> on winning the Stanley Cup <laughs> and we'd also like to thank Vancouver for the great hospitality that we've had all week here thank you very much um, these great Vancouver people and fans thank you so much for all of that and with the third overall pick the Chicago Blackhawks will take from the Lethbridge Hurricanes center Dylan Cousins um, on account of he's uh, he's a big 
a kid with a lot of room to grow. Like he looks like he's 12 years old right now. Yep. Um, and we just think that this kid is just going to get bigger and better over the next couple of years. And we think he can be a dominant 2-8 center in the league. All right. Number four. The Colorado Avalanche, uh, with a pick they got from the Ottawa Senators, uh, are pleased to select center Alex Turcott from the NTDP. Uh, I was very tempted to go with Bowen Byram, the defenseman on this pick, but you know Colorado already has Kale McCarr, and they have uh, Samuel Girard, they have Connor Timmins coming up, and I just kind of felt like, ooh, you know, Turcott is a super competitive, super skilled center. You got McKinnon, you got Tyson Jost, you put Turcott in the mix there, and it's like you're really set for something special down the road. So I, I like Turcott. He's headed to the University of Wisconsin uh, under Tony Granato, and uh, I think this is, a, this is a nice pick for the Avs. And speaking of Bowen Byram, he is the top defenseman in this draft. I think that's a good consensus pick. And L.A. is going to be drafting him. You know, looking at L.A., an older team, a team that has had kind of issues with defense the last few years. Actually, uh, you would ask Kings fans, and even back in 2012, 2014, defense was an issue. Uh, they have Drew Doughty. But getting a guy like Byram is going to be very important. We saw him play fantastic in the WHL playoffs. He actually, I believe he's the only def- the, the only defenseman in league history to lead the, the league in points in the Playoffs. Mm-hmm. Very complicated mm-hmm. sentence. Uh, but he's a very good two-way player. You know, he's not a huge guy, but he plays a really big game, and he can put up points on the board. And a two-way defenseman going this early, I, I think that's a no-brainer. All of a sudden, we got number six for Detroit. Right. And I, I wouldn't pick Bowen Byron because I'd spend the rest of his career calling him Byron Bowen. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's good. That's going to happen. That it's is gonna big happen. time going to happen. I had to think that one through. <laughs> <a few times. laughs> yeah. Anyways, with the sixth overall pick, the Detroit Red Wings are proud to select from the USNDTP, Cole Caulfield. Mm. Uh, the reason is because I'm Steve freaking Iserman, <laughs> and I can make whatever pick I want uh, because, like, I own Detroit right now. But secondly, we got a winger that is Pavel Datsik. Yep. That's what we got. Mm. That's what we got. This guy can score. He can score often. He can score dynamically. He can score off the rush. Yes, he's very, very small. We all get that. But this kid, I like. I don't want... I, in five years, ten years, I don't want my owner screaming at me saying, why did this guy... Why did we not pick this guy mm. when he t- turns out to be the next Johnny Gaudreau? So that's why we picked him. Sounds good. All right, next up, Buffalo. Okay, uh, the Sabres with the number seven pick are pleased to select from the NTDP, Trevor Zegras. Um, I think this is a nice pickup for the Sabres because Zegras is a center, but he can play wing. He's got some nice versatility there. Uh, headed to Boston University, just like Jack Eichel. And... Again, this just sets Buffalo up so nicely for the future. They know Jack Eichel's their number one. They also have Casey Middlestat. But if Zegris can either overtake Middlestat or go on Middlestat's wing, then that's a huge coup for them. So I, I just I always like to go with those centers. And you know, Zegris, if he had been on pretty much any other junior team this year, he would have got a lot more pub. Exactly. But because he was behind Hughes and because that team also had Caulfield, who was a, a very interesting story, we didn't hear so much about Zegris. But I really like the kid, and I think Buffalo will as well. 
All right, and I'm picking Edmonton, number eight. Uh, Vasily Podkolzin is going to be an Edmonton Oiler. And I think for Podkolzin, this is a, a pick that a lot of people are talking about. And he's definitely one of the more um, polarizing players. Actually, I wrote about him for a blog. And this is a guy with a ton of skill. He could physically dominate. He was too good for the Russian junior circuit this year, but kind of struggled against men in the KHL. was kind of underwhelming. And he wasn't really necessarily great anywhere he played until he went to international tournaments. And a lot of the talk is, was he injured at the under-18s? Mm-hmm. And that is still the understanding that he was. <laughs> he won't admit it. Um, but he had a fantastic World Junior. And as, Ryan, you've mentioned a few times, this is a, a situation where the Russian Junior team is not known for playing draft-eligible players often. And they mm-hmm. gave him a good role. But when yeah. you talk to Pod Colson, he actually said he was pretty disappointed with the performance. He is a great talent. I think he just needs to pass the puck more. But again, you could put him on a guy on line with like Leandre Seidel or Connor McDavid. And all of a sudden, you've got the centerman that can kind of take the defense of responsibility while still putting up good points and setting him up for goals. And he's a good power play man. Mm-hmm. And he's got grit. Yeah. Got oh, grit. yeah. He's yep. got a lot of grit. So, yeah. yeah. So he's he, got an edge. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So uh, we're, I'm picking now. Anaheim right. Ducks. Okay. Yes. The Anaheim Ducks. Mm. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks are pleased to select with the ninth overall pick from the US NDTP. Quite a theme going with that team here. Indeed. Uh, Matthew Boldy. Um, and the reason for that is, you know, we are in a rebuild mode. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, we've got a new coach. Uh, we've got probably four or five young guys coming in next year from our San Diego farm team. Uh, they've got some good skill, but we had 199 goals last year. Uh, and I'm not saying this kid's coming in next year because he's not, but, you know, we need skill. We need mm-hmm. skill. We need offense. This kid can provide it. He's been a little sort of up and down this year. Some of, some of our scouts were really impressed with him at times and at other times not so much. Uh, we think that that's just a function of maturity, and when he learns to, um, you know, play every game like he, he needs to, uh, we think we're, we're going to have a really good player on our hands. Mm-hmm. All right, Anaheim's done. It is now time for... Vancouver. Vancouver. And yes, thank you, Vancouver fans, for turning out uh, to the arena for this fantastic event. Uh, We hope to deliver a cup for you soon. Uh, Not this year. (laughs) Not next year. But maybe after that or sometime after that. Um, So we are pleased to select from Sweden defenseman Philip Broberg. Uh, This, to me, is an interesting one because I think Broberg... You know, he's seen maybe more as a mid-rounder, sort of in that 15 range. But I think because of all the raw upside he has, it only takes one team. And I think Vancouver could be that team. Uh, You know, they have Quinn Hughes, and he's a great building block. Oliu Olevi still working through his development. Um, We know they've got some talent up front with Pedersen and Besser and Horvat and all those guys. So I think Broberg is a nice player to take here. Great size. Great skater, great offensive acumen from the blue line. He's not a finished product right now, but with his potential, I think he could be a home run pick for the Canucks and would really help set up their blue line in the future. So the way you're looking at it is it's it's not of how good he is today, it's how good he'll be four or five years from now type thing. Correct, yes. I think it's that it's that potential that you look at when you're drafting him. And uh, if if Vancouver is excited, then I think they can get a really good pick here. All right, and with that, uh, Philadelphia picks eleventh. I didn't, I didn't expect Kirby Doc to be available at this point, but the Philadelphia Flyers will pick Kirby Doc. He's a huge centerman. He's six foot four, one hundred ninety nine pounds. Uh, he, he's very electric at the play. He's always fighting for the puck, uh, and he's also a very creative player. He's not a, a guy who just goes 
north, south, north, south. He'll go to any length to make sure he can make a play. He's a fantastic playmaker. Had a great year of Saskatoon in the WHL. And I think, you know, that's a great centerman that you could start building a team around. This year, there's a couple really strong defense, or strong centermen. And I don't think there was maybe a number one guy for sure outside of Jack Hughes. Mm-hmm. But uh, otherwise, I think you got to go with uh, Kirby Doc there. Your turn. Yeah, and, and every year there's a guy that falls, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Could be him. <laughs> so it could be him. And not no fault of his own. It's yeah. just, totally. That's just yeah. kind of how the center market's working, and there's a lot of good defense, too, that you got to take into consideration there. So Minnesota picks 12. At 12, the Minnesota Wild are proud to select uh, from the WHL, Peyton Krebs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, he's a point-of-game guy in the WHL, but don't be fooled by those numbers. Uh, he had almost nothing to work with on the teams that he played <laughs> yeah. for this year. Played for some really bad teams. Uh, we're a really bad team, so that should help. No, <laughs> um, no, I, I, I say that. No, we've got a, we've got a, we're going to have a good team, and uh, he's going to have good players around him. And we think that when he has other players that are of his capability and can can you know can hang with him, he's going to be a very productive player. Mm-hmm. And you, we talked about it on the podcast last week, and how you know he's he's injured, but that won't really affect his. No, yeah, he has that torn Achilles tendon, but. I mean, scouts saw the full season of what he could do. They saw what he did at the World Under-18, so they know what the book is on Krebs. Now it's just a matter of giving him the time to recover and sort of factoring that into the development curve they have for him. Yep. All right, and with that, number 13, Florida. Yes, and uh, first of all, I want to say... Hello to everybody at our Panthers watch party at the Pompano. At the Elbow Room in the, uh, Fort Lauderdale. The Pompano Beach Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, the Florida Panthers are proud to select uh, from Sweden defenseman Victor Soderstrom. Um, this, to me, is a, a nice safe pick. And a lot of scouts have Soderstrom ahead of Philip Broberg as that second defenseman to go off the board behind Bowen Byram. Uh, Soderstrom, really smart, you know, has a great tool set. And, you know, with the Panthers, they've got a lot of great young forwards. I mean, Alexander Barkov is not that old and he's already a star in the NHL. You've got Huberto, um, you know, you have Henrik Borgstrom. They've got some guys on D, but I think they could shore up there. And I think Soderstrom is the type of guy who Maybe just in like two years, you're already seeing him over here making an impact. So I like I like this pick for Florida. Yeah, and the one thing is uh, for Florida, there I think there's going to be a good. Uh, they're going to be focusing a lot on the defensive side of things, mm-hmm. so that is one of their big issues right now. But they also don't have like a star goalie prospect at this time, which is mm-hmm. kind of a situation where second, third round, they're going to have to kind of look into that a bit more. I can see that. All right, and with that, I'm going to be picking for Arizona, and Arizona is going to choose one of my favorite players in the draft, Alex Newhook. He's a guy that we know how much talent he is he had some struggles at the top prospect game the cjhl he didn't look that great at the world junior a challenge two events i think a lot of people expect him to play really well because these are their players that are his level and he played junior a this year with victoria and he led the league in points he showed at the under 18 he could be a very dynamic goal scorer the biggest question though is you know he's been playing the whole year in the bchl how will that translate when he goes to college next year and he's playing against older competition stronger competition and i think he's got the raw talent that he can make it work i think again we saw him at the under 18s he was one of the best players at that tournament playing against major junior guys and some guys playing pro over on the european teams i think he looked really good there he and Alex Campbell, I think, have to be 
a package together. If you get Campbell in the second or third round, um, you want to pick them together because they showed incredible chemistry. So I really like Newhook at that pick. I, I think I saw every single one of his games he played, and uh, which almost was a little too obsessive. But uh, <laughs> you know, I think he ha- he's got the potential to be a very good player and uh, a bold prediction. I think he'll be one of the top five players when we look back at this draft five, ten years from now. I can see that. Yeah, they always say that on draft day. Oh, we couldn't believe he was available. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God, he's the greatest player. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Got this, this, this cliche is <laughs> at the draft, too. All right, well, see, speaking of keeping people together, the Montreal Canadiens are proud to select at number 15 uh, from the OHL, Ryan Suzuki, mm-hmm. uh, because we really like his brother, too. <laughs> and uh, we think a Suzuki-Suzuki, number two, number three tandem with Ryan mm. Paling as our number one center. We don't need to watch uh, him play. Oh, and yeah. at me, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, him too. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. You know, remember that time? Remember that time when we didn't have anybody <laughs> yeah. down the middle and that was our biggest problem? Well, now we got too many guys down the middle. We got all the yeah. centers. And it's great. So, we, yeah, you can never have too many good centers. You can never have too many good defensemen. You can, damn it, you can never have too many good players, and we think he's a good player. There you go. And you get to see Suzuki a lot kind of in the, the OHL playoffs. What do mm-hmm. you think of him? Well, you know, this is a guy that uh, you're talking about, Nick, obviously. Yes. Yes. Uh, he was amazing. Um, you know, he looked like a baby Patrice Bergeron to me. That line that he had in Guelph was so dominating. They were able to shut down pretty much whoever they played, including the high-powered Ottawa 67s when they upset them in the final. Um, so I see a very bright future for Nick. I think this was really a year where he took off. It, at, for a moment there, it looked like maybe he was kind of flatlining a bit. And then I think... You know, the second half and into the playoffs, his stock just shot through the roof. So I'd be very excited if I was a Habs fan. You're picking for Colorado for the second time. I am. And therefore, I know that we already took a center. So I'm going to mix it up. And the Habs are going to take from OHL Mississauga, defenseman Thomas Harley. Uh, This is one of my favorite players in the draft. I think he's probably a little underrated. Great size, great two-way game. Took on a lot of responsibility in Mississauga, particularly after they traded their two best players in two separate deals to Saginaw in Ryan McLeod and Owen Tippett. Uh, Thomas Harley really stepped it up. And, you know, this is a kid that is still just scratching the surface. And, um, you know, I, I know Colorado has some great defensemen in the pipeline, uh, but I think Harley could really complement them down the line. And to stick with the theme of going with defensemen, uh, for Vegas Golden Knights, we're going to pick Cam York. You know, I think this is a team that obviously is still in the building process. They're still in the early days. They've only had a few drafts to work with, and they've actually traded one of their better defensemen that they have drafted in Eric Brandstrom. So Cam York's a guy that he was able to dominate the point for the U.S. National Development Team. He was doing a lot of the setup plays for guys like Cole Caulfield and Jack Hughes this year. He's a power play specialist. He's a guy that... I have him as one of the top defense prospects in this draft. I think people are kind of pushing him a little lower because of the guys he's played with. But I think this is a guy you could really build around. It's almost like a Mike Green, a healthy Mike Green type situation Mm -hmm. where this guy brings so much offensive talent. And I love the way he moves the puck. So that's it for Vegas. And I know you're picking a defenseman of Dallas. Yeah, exactly. We're going on a run on defensemen here. Mm -hmm. The Dallas Stars are pleased to select from uh, Germany, Mm -hmm. uh, Moritz Seider. Uh, A kid that, um, you know, our scouts had trouble getting to see a little bit because he would be in and out of tournaments. But when we saw him, we liked him. He's playing with men in the German League, uh, playing very, very well. Uh, We think he's going to get bigger. We think he's going to get stronger, obviously. Uh, There might be a little more offense there than he's showing right now. Probably not much, but uh, if we can get the next uh, Mark Edward Vlasic, we'll be happy with that. And that's what we think we got here. So, Mm -hmm. If If he runs somebody over, can we call him the Mannheim Steamroller? 
Sure, sure. Yeah? Yeah, sure. You remember that band, right? <laughs> that was a band. That was an old guy sure. band, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, he's a guy that I think, again, a lot of people are going to talk about, knowing that he is going to be playing uh, top minutes likely in Mannheim next yeah. year. Yeah. This is a guy that it, he impressed when he played for Germany. I think I loved him at the World Championships. He was, mm-hmm. all the talk was about Hughes and Capocacco, but I think Satter had a fantastic tournament. Um, now we're going to get our first goalie. Yes, the Ottawa Senators, proud to select from the NTDP, Spencer Knight. I think this is a home run for the Senators. You know, they're rebuilding and they're doing a very nice job of it. But they have a lot of different weapons already. You know, you look at the defense and, uh, you know, they got Brandstrom now. They already have Thomas Shabbat. You look at the forwards, they have Brady Kachuk. They have Logan Brown. uh, They have Colin White. In net, you know, they have Philip Gustafson. That's one option. But I would like to have another big-time option. And Spencer Knight is, simply put, one of the best golding goaltending prospects we have seen in the past decade and you know one of the best American goaltending prospects perhaps ever um, and this is coming from scouts who have seen these guys right on down through yeah. you know John Gibson so I, I think with with Knight you know he's he's heading to the NCAA he's gonna have a nice hockey East schedule Ottawa can wait a couple of years for him but I think he's gonna be a really good one now a lot of people were asking on Twitter we know he's good. We know what he's capable of. But what makes him better than a guy like Matt Sogard or Isaiah Seville or Ethan Hayter, guys like that? What, what makes what makes him stand out there? I think it's just the total package. Like Spencer Knight has the size. He's not six seven like Sogard, but you know he's like six three, six four. He has the athleticism. He has the poise. Basically, whatever you want in a netminder, he has it. So you're just essentially waiting on time. You know you what know? I would do if I were if I were them? I would take him out of college and I'd put him. Get him to the worst junior team in in the, in the <laughs> CHL because what this guy needs is work. Yeah, this guy yeah. needs work. You know, yeah. like there were games they'd win eight one, right? You right, know what right. I mean? And they were a very very powerful team. This guy needs work. Mm, <laughs> he, he he did have the advantage of he he was called up to the under eighteen team as an under seventeen right, player, right. and he mm. was the starting goalie kind of a year before. Uh, when you, when you look at that under under eighteen team when he was a younger player was pretty good, but then all of a sudden he got. When, when all the players caught up to him, it's like, mm. wow, this is such a strong team. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't have the the hardest workload out of any other player. Yeah. So at the same time, you know, talking to folks about that NTBT squad, he did have to come up strong for them sometimes, and they did play against NCAA teams that had a lot of weapons. So when you're going up and down like that, and you're and you're young, as uh, obviously they're all 18 uh, or 17, you know, Knight did have to bail them out occasionally, and he stepped up to the challenge. Good. All right. With the 20th pick, the New York Rangers are going to make their second pick. It'll be Raphael Lavoie. Uh, if he played for Halifax of the QMJHL, this is a guy that's got great size at 6'4". He's got really good speed for a big guy like that. He moves the puck very well. I was really impressed with him at the under-18s two years ago. I got to see him in camp, and I'd say he was probably the most impressive player outside of a guy like Alexis Lafreniere or um, Jack McBain, another prospect of Minnesota. And uh, I think Lavoie is going to be a guy that you get a power for. And it's easy to say when you're that size, but I think he plays a very physical, strong game. He, um, he's a mean kid to play against. I don't think anyone likes playing against him. He's very intimidating, but he's got a really good shot, good speed. You know, he's exactly what you want out of a big power forward. I'd almost look at it if Milan Lucic was taller and 
still in his good days type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. Pittsburgh, number 21. Yeah, number 21, the Pittsburgh Penguins are proud to select. And we're going to go off the board a little bit here, too. Uh, from the USNDTP, uh, defenseman Alex Vlasic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason for that is because we just watched Colton Pareko and Jay Boomeister uh, you know, be the defensive backbone of a Stanley Cup team because they were able to get those long sticks into lanes and every rush that the Boston Bruins had, a very dynamic team, went on their sticks to die. Um, that's what we're looking for from this guy. Uh, we don't think he's going to be a, an offensive guy, but, you know, in Pittsburgh, we've, we're have we okay there. Yeah. So we're, we're going to be all right there. Some so, options. Yeah, yeah. So we want somebody who's going to take care of the other end. And uh, we, we think, you know, a six foot six, uh, he'll probably be 210. Uh, by the time he fills out, having a guy like that back there might be a really good thing for us. All right, Ryan, number 22, Los Angeles Kings. Yes, the Kings will select from the OHL's Hamilton Bulldogs, Arthur Kaliev. This is a player with a ton of goal-scoring acumen. Right now, it's kind of the only thing he does, and that's why he's still available at this pick. But he has already won an OHL title. Uh, he's already gone through a partial rebuild, so he's taken on a lot more responsibility with the Bulldogs. And he has just so much room to grow. He's, he's already a big kid, and his game is pretty raw. Once he matures and figures out you know, what to do when he doesn't have the puck and how he can influence the games in other ways other than creating offense, he's going to be a monster. So I think the Kings have a very nice one here. All right, and that leaves the New York Islanders, number 23. It's weird seeing the draft this late. It's, it's true. It's, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're going to go with Brett Leeson. He's a guy that, obviously, we saw him to completely change his game in the WHL. He's a much better skater than he was last year. He This is his second uh, attempt at the draft. He was passed over. But I think, you know, um, when it comes to almost sleeper first-rounders, this is a guy that showed so much offensive potential this year. He had a really good World Junior tournament. He was one of the, the only good players near the end of the tournament when Canada kind of started to struggle. And I think this is a guy that, showing how much potential he has and how much he improved from season to season, this is kind of a project guy, but a guy that you can get really excited about. Send him to the AHL when he's ready for that and then all of a sudden maybe in a year or two he's the next Sam Steele type guy a guy that kind of needed a bit of extra seasoning before going to the going to the NHL and you know he, he had some tough competition in the WHL and he put up really good points so I think he's going to be a very good prospect for the future mm-hmm. Ken uh, the Nashville Predators at number 24 are proud to select from the London Knights of the OHL Connor McMichael um, well number one because London's a, London Knights are a hockey factory so we yeah. know he's going to be a good NHL player number two because I mean you know we're getting we're pretty thin up the middle <laughs> we need some we need some talented guys up the middle we've tried we've tried to find that number one center we haven't been able to do it yet uh, we think this guy can be that guy not next year maybe not the year after but down the road he can be a, a really productive number one guy for us mm-hmm. alright Ryan Okay, the Washington Capitals will select from Finland defenseman Vili Heinola. This is a player I'm very excited about because of the potential. I had multiple European scouts uh, that work for NHL teams tell me he's a poor man's Miro Heiskanen. And we all saw what Heiskanen did in the NHL in his rookie year with Dallas. I think Heinola is going to really jump up on the radar next season. I think he'll be very crucial for Finland at the World Juniors. He was injured at the last world, uh, the past World Juniors, so we didn't see the full compliment. But he's a really good one. And you know the Washington Capitals have the luxury of being good now. Uh, they don't have a really strong cupboard, and I think Heinola would be a fantastic addition to 
to help that pipeline uh, just run a little smoother in the future. He's a guy that a lot of people kind of has an under-the-radar player that I think uh, a lot of people can agree he's kind of improved his game this year. As the year went on, he kind of made it. He was like a fringe first-rounder, but now it seems like he's up for sure. Like, this is going to happen. Yes, for sure. All right, with the 26th pick, the Calgary Flames are going to draft Samuel Poulin from Sherbrooke of the QMJHL. He's a guy that he puts up good points. I believe he had something like 75 points this year. And he also is a very hard-nosed, energy-filled guy that you could throw in a third line, could maybe go get 30, 40 points a season in the NHL. He's not a big guy from any stretch. He's six foot one, two hundred eight, but he doesn't use his frame, I think, um, to a physical advantage that I think we could see out of him. A uh, big body, but doesn't throw huge hits. Um, but again, I love his energy out of him. He's a guy that you could throw in late in the game and, and feel confident about it, knowing that you know he's not going to be the biggest point scorer in the NHL. But he'll make an impact. He'll make players uh, force turnovers, and I really like that at Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. All right, number 27, Tampa Bay, the team that was supposed to win the Stanley Cup. Right. We should be picking at 31. What's going on? Yeah, uh, yeah the Tampa Bay Lightning are proud to select uh, from Sioux City of the USHL, Bobby Brink. Um, we still think we're uh, a Stanley Cup team. We're, we've got a lot of guns and... Uh, and we're going to be there. It's going to, you know, it, it, we're going to be in the mix for the next couple of years. We can wait on this guy. And the, the biggest thing is, is you know, we're the Tampa Bay Lightning. We've had great success with guys that are five foot ten, one hundred seventy five pounds. Great success. Yes. And this guy is. This guy's the real deal when it comes to creating offense. I mean, he was the he had the most points per game in the USHL. Uh, you know, was was a star at that level. Um, you know, going to be going to the University of Denver, where he you know a great program yeah. where he's going to progress and and develop quite nicely. And we just think that he's going to be able to come in and fit in seamlessly with our program. You know what his middle name is, right? On the ah uh, no, it's no? Orr. No kidding, Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr really? Orr. Yeah, yeah. Well. So that, that was a, it was funny because you asked that question at the combine, right? I did. Yeah. I had heard that somewhere, and uh, sure enough, yeah, that was yeah. That, that was kind of almost the big talking point journey under <laughs> or the World Junior A Challenge. It's yeah. like this kid's name is Bobby Orbrink, and uh, he's turned out to be a pretty good forward, not a defenseman, but uh, yeah, Bobby Orr was almost a forward at that point. <laughs> uh, all right, so it is number twenty-eight, the Carolina Hurricanes, another team picking a lot lower than we expected. Indeed, and you know the Carolina Hurricanes have a great pipeline going. Um, but a lot of good young defensemen. So I'm going to go with a forward in Nils Hoglander uh, from Sweden. I think that you know he can add to a pretty nice group they have there with guys like Netchish and Morgan Geeky and some of the other guys that helped them win the Calder Cup this spring. Hoglander, uh, you know, he had a great season last year as an underager. He's already played against men. Uh, he's a little bit undersized, but you know nothing too concerning in that regard. What you're getting is a a pretty nice offensive player, and uh, I I think Carolina would be happy with him. All right, with my final pick of the draft, the Anaheim Ducks are excited to pick, and you said he's from Anaheim area. He is from Southern California, yes. Ryan Johnson, a really good defenseman that I think a lot of people weren't talking about because he did play in the USHL, you know, not at the the same competition you'd get the U.S. National Development Team or the the OHL, CHL teams like that. But this is a guy that when he played at the World Junior A Challenge and even in the USHL playoffs, I think he did a really good job of smothering other teams' top lines. Mm -hmm. He made it really hard to make things happen. He loves pushing players to the outside uh, I do like his offensive ability you know he only had 25 points in 54 games but I think that this is a guy that has a lot of raw potential that if you give him opportunities to shoot the puck more run a power play this is a guy who could do really well with that uh, he does have some NHL bloodlines I believe he is related to uh, Craig Johnson yep that's it's his father it's his father which, yep. is, which is why he's from LA because 
Craig Johnson was an LA King, yep. uh, acquired in the Wayne Gretzky trade with oh. St. Louis. Oh, he was originally a St. Louis draft pick, acquired in that trade, and I believe now he's he's like he's still a development coach with the Kings, isn't he, Craig? He is, and he yeah. also he coaches Santa Margarita Margarita High, uh, their hockey team, and so Ryan played a little for them. He also played for the Anaheim Junior Ducks. So it's great for Anaheim to get yep. Ryan because they just have to knock the junior out of there. They're all good. <laughs> and they're going, yeah, he's really creative with the puck. He's got good speed. And I think this is another project guy, but another part of this really strong defense. And, he, and he's clearly not wasting away in Santa Margaritaville. Hey! hey. <laughs> he, I see what you did there. <laughs> that, not, that, that wasn't good. All right, your last pick, Ken. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, number 30. The uh, Boston Bruins are, are proud to select from the QMJHL. Uh, Jakob Pelletier, uh, a kid who, um, you know, we think is going to get, he's, 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 he's a kid who's small. And I think one of the things that I think we're going to remember about this draft, uh, that's going to be kind of the, the, the theme of this draft is the small skilled player that mm-hmm. was, you know, that, that, that was, that was picked high in the, in the first round. And, you know, we've seen a lot of them go already. Uh, we think this guy can be right there with them. Uh, we're not afraid that he's only five foot nine. Uh, he scored at every level he's been at. He'll continue to score at every level he goes to. And, and we think we're going to have a really productive, good second line player on our hands. Perfect. And Ryan, before your final pick, I want to put you on the spot here. Okay. Uh, I didn't ask, tell you I was going to ask you this, but who's kind of an audible mention that just missed this top 31? Well, I would look at Matthew Robertson from the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, just a really good, solid defenseman. And I, I feel like we really need to talk about drafts in the sort of 20 to 40 range. Uh, but we, you know, you do the first round because every, you know, it's the top 31 picks and then everybody takes a break and goes back the next morning. But the difference between Robertson and some of the guys that we have just spoken to is nil. I mean, he's a very good player. Uh, it just so happens that at some point you, you run out of picks. And the, differ- and the difference between the not successful teams in the NHL and the very successful teams in the NHL are the ones that get those guys in that spot. Yeah. In yes, those spots. Definitely. And in a lot of drafts, there's not a big difference between 10 and 40. Yeah. The, 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 the talent base is very similar, <laughs> yeah. especially yeah. defense this year where you could just flip a coin and say, this guy's our next top star defenseman, yeah. and it could work out for a lot of teams. Totally. Now, you for the final pick, you did pick a defenseman for Buffalo. Yes, uh, from OHL Flint, Vladislav Kolyachanok. Uh, this is a player who is really fun. You know, the, the team loves him. Scouts love him. Uh, you know, great personality, two-way guy. He will lead the rush. Uh, he's got some decent size. Has already gone through some nice adversity in his career. Uh, he was originally selected by OHL London, but then they had to trade him because they had too many imports. And he he got a really nice start with the Firebirds. Uh, He's a Belarusian kid, and uh, I think there's a lot of potential there. Sabres got Trevor Zegers with their first pick in the first round, and and obviously he's a a center. So going with a defenseman with the 31st pick, and that is that. All right, a very strong draft class this year. I guess it's still kind of early, but how would you compare this to the last three or four years? I mean, I think it's a pretty solid one. I, I think that the high end is very good. I would say, you know, Hughes Kako is better than like Heesher Nolan Patrick, but not as good as Matthews Line A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how I would kind of slot it in there. It's, it, you know, everybody's sort of around the same area, but that's how I would slot it. I just find there's some really like dynamic skill in this yep. draft. Yes, there like is. Like some very, very like super dynamic skilled players in this mm-hmm. draft, and more so than I think in, in previous years. And, and as I said, I think the subtext of this draft 10 years from now, we're going to remember 
what we're going to remember about this draft is all the five foot nine, five foot ten kids that that, yeah. that were drafted and became players. Well, I was going to say one of my favorite lines that I think I've heard from you this year is, uh, "Don't measure or don't draft with a tape measure." Yeah, and exactly. I think that's yeah. very clear this yeah. year. Yeah, exactly. And uh, to put you on the spot here, uh, you've you've made your case on why Hughes is the number one pick. But if you had to look ten years from now, who's better, Jack Hughes or Capocacco? Well, I think Jack Hughes. I mean, that's why you're drafting him first overall. You're not drafting him first overall because he's better now. Mm. You're drafting him first overall because he's going to be better 10 years from now uh and and you know i think you defer to the center position over the winger yeah i mean you want that number one center that's going to be your guy for 10 or 15 years so i i think that's if there's going to be a tipping point that's probably it yep and uh so what are you guys planning on doing at the draft Uh, any exciting plans you know what? Draft weekend is always so much fun because there is so much going around and yeah. you kind of, you know, you just go to the hotel and you'll see GMs, you'll see the yeah. players, you'll see agents. And there's there's always so many NHL trades cooking at the time. And then you get to the actual selections, you get the kids that are dropping, the kids that jump up. So it's it's really chaotic, but it's it's like the fun chaotic. It is. It's Yeah. And, and I'm what I'm looking forward to is... You know, I'm hoping Jacob Truba gets traded this weekend. You know, mm-hmm. stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Like, I want yeah. it. That's the stuff I want to see. The fun trades yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Make sure if you haven't already picked up draft preview, this is a fantastic issue. You guys talk to a lot of scouts to yeah. put together the rankings. So it's not just personal opinion. It's actually what the, the people who are involved in the draft itself actually have to say about it, which is, I think, very interesting. Uh, and check out thehockeynews.com for a ton of draft coverage from and away from the draft and uh, every day leading up. So thanks for watching. Good job, Steven. Yeah, you did a good job there. Did a really good job there. Thank you. So thanks for watching, but we're gonna list people are gonna be listening to it. Yeah, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, thanks for all the stuff. So you guys you guys you guys made it. You guys saw it. I just saw the bus is coming in, I didn't I didn't hang around for the Oh really? Did you? Okay, those of you who finally came through. And, okay. and, and just think, if the Leafs have a lie, you can multiply this by about 10. Yeah. <laughs>